Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is our 63rd episode, if you can believe it already. I'm Paul Arnold, your host, and today I'm joined by three familiar co-hosts, guys who would like to have a lot of fun. And this show is all about the National Football League. So we'll start with Ernest Watts. What's your best voice for saying National Football League? I've been watching Hard Knocks, so I've been doing Gruden all day. This guy, you know, you this time, you know, I've been doing Gruden. But I do want to remind you, we are at a time in life when there's a tradition not like any other in the world that, of course, means Josh Gordon is coming off a <laughs> drug suspension. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's going to probably be smoking some uh, DBs this season, right? No, no, he'll, well, he'll be looking for the white lines. <laughs> yeah, keeping off that goal line and make sure he crosses it. <laughs> okay, we started off strong with Josh, Josh Gordon jokes. David Arnold, what's your best NFL voice? I mean, when if you want to introduce a big football moment, what would it be? Frankly, uh, I, I'm lucky to have a voice. Far, that's true. Um, I didn't have one for about nine months last year, so so I'll leave the impressions to everyone else. Because I don't think I have any good ones. I haven't practiced anything. Well, I would have to say uh, the quarterback in the Chiefs, you could do a good impression of him right now. Oh, oh the, the Muppet? Yeah, uh, sorry. Wah, 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 wah. the Frog, sort of. Yeah. And yeah. Nate Moyer, can you do any good impressions? I mean, wait, I wait, Dad, did you wait? Are you, are you, are you making fun? Are you making fun of my nor- my normal voice? I would never so, mock you, son. I would never oh, mock you. Ouch. <laughs> it's okay. I expect it from. I know. I was. I don't know where that came from. You said oh, that people like conversation at the beginning of a podcast. So here we go, folks. We have some f- family drama already. Dad is being called out Shots. for mocking his son. Ooh. All right, D- Nate, bail me out of this one. All right. What was the question again? <laughs> I forgot. It was like your favorite football voice, or can you do an impression? So yeah. I don't know Regis. which question I get. I, I bet Nate has that? a great Regis. Regis voice. Philbin. Dude. Do you any Regis, Nate? You got any Regis? I, I don't. I don't really know Regis. I okay, was gonna say I like. I like. There's a guy that does um, the Arizona Cardinals, and he used to say like, "Oh, big, 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 big drive, big, big, big hit." <laughs> kind of says big, big, big. I mean, so that was kind of a. I think football voice. You always think of Madden, right? But that's that was kind of a local guy, that didn't really get a lot of. You know, he doesn't get a lot unless you're. You know, you you get the local feed, um, on like you know Directv or something. You don't really hear him, but. Uh, I guess I can't remember his name. I'll have to try to look at his name and get it for the next podcast. But well, he's a big old old school linebacker. I think he played for the Cardinals, but I think all you know of us the easiest do... you know the easiest one to do, he's not NFL, but he was for one year. And no one's gonna remember him because he's old man. It's Keith Jackson. Rumber and Stumpton. Oh but he's not he's not NFL, he's college. He oh, did the Chris first Berman. Year. Can anybody do a he Chris did... Berman? Uh he's strumbling, bumbling, rumbling. Keith Jackson actually did the first year of NFL football before he I was replaced by Frank Gifford. Really? Yeah. Wow. Keith that Jackson was, was the kind of Bowl is uh, as good as it gets for me. Yeah, oh, he's college. He's college football. He's college football. Yeah, so here's absolutely. a question, maybe for David's age: Who did the NCAA uh, EA Sports announcer well, voice? The play, the PlayStation Two, uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Lee Corso actually di- do the commentary. And they do a great job. And actually, I think all the way up through the PlayStation 3, the last games they made, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreit, and uh, Chris Fowler 
are the main guys and they even you know had them in the video game and and lee corso wears the where's the mascot and then they they do the commentary it's pretty entertaining especially when you go for two up 70 to nothing on the ohio state buckeyes when you're playing as michigan because <laughs> uh, you gotta live those dreams out somehow since they don't happen in real life and kirk Herbstreit will go on a tirade for like three minutes saying how disrespectful it is <laughs> and there's a whole disrespectful rant that happens it's entertaining yeah they're fun good good memories there all right, we're going to transition to our first topic just because this is a lot of drama right now, and um, as David talks about lack of respect and things like that. Out in um, Dallas, we have an ongoing drama, and I want to ask these guys, what is the bigger drama? Um, Jerry Jones going, Zeke who? With Zeke Elliott's holdout, or Antonio Brown and all that helmet drama. So, Ernest, we'll start with you. Well, Antonio's has been resolved. He's finally got a helmet. And I think that was more of a circus sideline because you don't only have the situation. You've got Dak and turning down $30 million a year. Zeke is actually, uh, the Cowboys have an option on him for 2020. So they've got him under contract for two years. They've got to somehow find a contract for Cooper. They just got uh, Jalen Smith. They signed him to a long-term contract. Some of the guys in the offensive line need to be signed up. So you kind of wonder, someone's going to be left out here. So A.B.'s situation is kind of taken care of. Is it taken care of, though? I thought he filed a second grievance. He's found the helmet today. You want to hear a wild story about A.B.? Uh, he's being sued by a celebrity chef. They did this big dinner for him. Was that the and, salmon in the, fr- the freezer? Yes. The okay, guy, I'll, I'll let you say it. I'll let you say it. I, I just said well, salmon. Well, I won't, I won't the the guy cut the head off the salmon, and he was going to save it for later to make a soup out of it. And for some reason, A.B. thought this was some kind of godfather thing with the horse head. He <laughs> thought the guy was going to put the fish head in his bed. So he ran the guy off, kept all of his food, all of his supplies, and that's why he's suing him for $300,000. Well, can I say something about the drama? I think there's two main differences between Zeke's situation and Antonio Brown's. Ezekiel Elliott's situation reminds me something out of a Jerry Maguire-esque, where it's just a star wanting to get paid, uh, trying to figure that out, because he's performed at the highest levels, but he's also had a lot of drama off the field you know, from day one at Ohio State. Uh, all, all the way up through shenanigans in Vegas and, and whatnot as a pro. Antonio Brown's situation scares me a little bit more because you hear all these stories about him getting more and more eccentric, uh, especially at the, the tail end of the Pittsburgh era. And then this year, and I'll tell you guys on Snapchat, he's been one of the biggest Snapchat people. And he just, he vacationed literally his entire offseason. I mean, he was working out, but uh, he, he was posting some pretty outrageously flamboyant stuff. And, and all these like, these things that show him as kind of like a mental head case. And I'm worried because we've seen it on, on levels with, with players at, at lesser star levels. I think a Trey Mason. Um, and there is a guy from Boise state who played on the lions. Uh, I think it was Titus, um, Titus young. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen a couple of guys flame out of the NFL before they ever got superstar status with, with very early symptoms of mental disorder and kind of the CTE thing. And just the stories that keep on coming out about Antonio Brown. Wait a second. Me, who are you saying is having mental problems? Both of them? I'm saying I'm I'm worried about Antonio Brown maybe showing signs of like 
early CTE, that kind of thing. Ooh. I'm worried about I'm worried about his mental health. Where Ezekiel Elliott, he's just a flamboyant superstar. I mean, he's just a superstar who's been causing drama for a long time. You know, he he just wants to get paid because that's just who he is. I'm not worried about Zeke. I think if you pay Zeke, he'll perform for you. Antonio Brown is just worrying me on a whole whole different level. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Ernest, mm-hmm. Nate, anything? Well, I think- I'm going to pitch it to Nate here, but my bottom line is Cowboys are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. We didn't expect anything of the Raiders. I mean, if AB never plays another game, I don't think it's going to move their record any. Yeah, yeah I, I think – I think it's simple. I think Antonio Brown just wanted to skip some of training camp. I think he's a veteran. I don't think he wanted to do it. I think genuinely he just found excuses. And I think he used that helmet one as a, okay, this is going to buy me an extra week of not having to go to training camp. Um, You saw him in hard knocks. If you guys watch hard knocks, he's really not in there that much, but I mean, he's there stretching, but he just, it just seems like a guy that wants to show up the last week of training camp put it in and get ready for the season. So that's, I, I think it just comes down to that. I haven't really paid that much attention to his social media. Um, but to me, I, it just seems like a guy that wants to avoid, avoid um, extra weeks of training camp. But to talk about Zeke, um, I, I, here's the thing on my theory on players like this, you're in a rookie contract. You didn't have to sign that rookie contract. If you wanted to go play in somewhere else or you wanted to play an extra year of college or something like that, you had that option. You signed a rookie contract. You need to play through that rookie contract. Now, next year, he's got two years left. On his last year, that's when you need to be having those con- you know, talks about, okay, we want to do an extension or we don't want to do an extension and play well. This guy is two years out. He needs to be showing it on the field and be more of a team player because he needs to make sure that that money's tied up in other players that need to get paid over a rookie deal that this guy's on. Right. So, you know what, if you don't like it, then, you know, request a trade, get out of there. But I think um, I'm just getting a little annoyed with these guys that want to re- negotiate a contract two years out. You signed a contract. Nobody put a gun to your head. You, you signed the contract. Yeah. So, you know what, you need to play through that contract. Do, okay. Do so- you, but, but the, the flip side of that is in the NFL, there are almost very few guaranteed contracts. Well, do, so he's going to be think- cut and have nothing at any time. Do you, do you well, think but that's the, the thing? That's that's part of the business. I mean, it's you got to take care of your body, and you got to hope that no freak injuries happen. You look at Jalen Smith that just got signed by Dallas, right? He and he, he played in the bowl game for Notre Dame. They lost that bowl game, which was the Fiesta Bowl, which was not a playoff game. He lost in that. He had a devastating injury. He missed a whole year, right? Came back for Dallas. Nobody was nobody was sure how good he was going to play. He had a very good year, and now he just got an extension. Do that's, you think that's fantastic, you, but he took care of his body. That was the Cowboys' choice to give him a contract. If they went to Zeke and said, hey, we want to give you a contract extension, he wants to listen, fine. But he's out there acting like, I deserve all this money, blah, blah, blah. And I think Dallas should just step back and say, hey, you know what? Play out your contract. When you're in your final year, we'll have those discussions. I think we're looking at these players and a, a select few superstars in the NFL are looking at the NBA players who are renegotiating and moving around with two years left on their deal, like Paul George and and people like Kawhi who say, hey, I want to move. I'm bigger. I'm bigger than the team, essentially. And these NFL guys, because their entire lifehood, you know, growing up, the NFL was bigger than the NBA. I, I At least I think so growing up. It felt like the NFL has been the king of sports. Still is. Still and, so, is. and the superstars from the NFL – have been the kings of sports, at least in America. And it feels like the NBA players are starting to take that reign. And a few of these NFL guys are saying, hey, like we are just as big. You know, we can be bigger than the 
team. I don't. I think that's not going to happen because the NFL is way more of a team sport where you have to have everyone collectively together. Uh, it, it just has this whole reality TV vibe to it, both Zeke and Antonio Brown. But I don't think it's going to play out the same way as the NBA guys. But I do think they're looking at the NBA guys and saying, hey, I want to be a superstar on that level. If I cause drama, I'm going to get in the news more. It's going to up my profile more. I'm going to become more of a celebrity. The Raiders especially, because they're just a reality okay. TV show in general. My they're turn. literally you know, my There's turn. been a game changer because Bell sitting out last year. Yeah. yeah. Running backs, no, they have, they have an expiration date of age 30. All right, Dad, so what were you going to make your money? If you're going to make your money, you got to make it now. All right, my turn, Go my ahead, turn. So Jerry Jones' video – after the fact, you know, they're following up on Jerry Jones. And he, Jerry Jones looked at the guy, and if you hadn't seen it, says, I think I've earned the right, and he winks at him. But that wink was not like, hey, everything's good. That wink was like, man, I'm the owner. Don't mess with me. And Zeke better fall in line because I got money, and if he wants the money, you better play it my way. I never saw that with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh ownership and Dallas ownership are so light year different while they handled this. Now, Pittsburgh, did they handle Bell the right way? And is Jones handling Zeke the right way? And I don't want to talk about this all podcast, but I'm just curious. Let's go around the horn on that one. Which owner is handling it the right way, Ernest? Well, Pittsburgh had Connor, so they knew they had an adequate backup. Jerry's going to be in the front thing. You know, what really amazes me here, and I'm not trying to get you all center, is Zeke's being lambasted yet Dak is asking for 40 million yes and and no one gives him any flack whatsoever and Dak Prescott is an above average NFL quarterback he could lead a team to a Super Bowl but he's not worth 40 million he's not worth more than Russell Wilson and he wants a contract larger than Russell Wilson what is the difference with Zeke is it the fact that that that, uh, Dak is there practicing yes but both, both both requests are just out of line. I, I think it's the the there's not enough talent at the quarterback position. If you find someone above average, you have to pay them. We're running backs. You know Zeke is going to be replaced by at least an average running back, and Zeke does do things that transcend the position often. But he's also running back is just so replaceable, right? And also Dak has fallen in line for Jerry Jones. I mean, consistently through all the drama that Jerry Jones has been in for the past. Two three years, Dak Prescott has backed him up and said, "Hey, I'm just the, I'm the quarterback. I support my owner the entire time, the entire time." And I think he's reaping those rewards through the media's lenses, Nate, at least Nate. right now. And, and Jerry Jones supported him. Yeah, he right. Training. Exactly. Exactly. So, goes both ways. Nate, you know, I um, as far as who's handling it better, I think I think you're seeing Jerry Jones being annoyed by the situation, um, and I think he has every right to be. I mean. As I've said before, I think he's got a contract. You shouldn't have to worry about a rookie contract until his contract year, which he still has another full year before the contract year. So, you know, if I'm Jerry Jones, yeah, Zeke's a good talent, but you know what? Let's let's next next man this up. Let's see how. What is it? I think Poland is the next guy on the Polar. Tony yeah, Poland, yeah, I think, and, is the next and, guy out of Memphis. Memphis, and he wasn't even a running back. Uh, Tony Henderson was the running back for Memphis. He actually played flanker for Memphis. Yeah. So. Let's talk about that. Let's see how he does because Dallas has a very good offensive line. And I think if you see how – if Polar do, starts doing well behind that offensive line, then again, Zeke, then Zeke's going to lose leverage, right? Kind of like what we saw last year in Pittsburgh with Bell and, and um, Connor. Connor became a great running back behind 
the system that he was in in Pittsburgh. This guy's got the next running back in line is going to have a great system in Dallas. So as far as who's handling it better, I, don't know, I, I think Jerry Jones is just a little annoyed. I think he has every right to be. If I was an owner, I'd be like, seriously, you're two years away. But let's talk about how funny it has to been when if Zeke's sitting there looking at his phone and sees that Dallas just extended a player, extended their contract and it was a defensive guy when he's trying to get paid i think that's just hilarious that's just funny i wonder I think, if dallas did I that out of spite <laughs> yeah i think there's one other factor we've got to remember and running back is one of the few positions where you can miss all of training camp and step in and play game one as long as you're in shape i mean it's almost, wanna... it's almost better just to miss half the season and come in at the end if you're a super bowl contender yeah I mean, you don't get the damage and there's not the increase of uh, learning pass patterns as much as you would as a wide receiver tight end or offensive line playing as a group or a defensive line or linebackers playing as a group. So it is the one position outside of a kicker and a punter that you just step up day one, start, and be just as good as you were if you were there for the entire our training camp. To answer the question, though, the Roonies, I think, have consistently proven themselves to be the best owners, possibly in professional sports. I mean – in the history of professional sports, they've only had, what, four coaches in their 60-year history have been as, as successful as they have been for a reason. They do things the right way. Even with Le'Veon Bell, them them declining to pay him, they never made it a, a thing to embarrass him, even when he was speaking out. And at the very end, I think they separated amicably. You know, Le'Veon Bell seems to not you know hate the Steelers for what happened. He just wanted to get paid. The Steelers felt like they, did, they didn't need to pay him that much, and they went their own ways. The Roonies are just such class acts. You know, you can't really compare them to anyone else, you know, in the NFL ownership-wise, I would say. A good, a good example of that is them honoring the contract of Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Even though he will never probably play football ever oh, again. Right, I agree. But I think it hurt the Steelers as a team as a whole to keep on having that distraction and Roethlisberger is a good quarterback, but he's not a great leader. And I think having Brown on that team as well, being all about himself, I think they've suffered a little bit with leadership. But I want to talk about the wide receiver position well, because well, – Before you do that, I want to set up Nate for one quick story. Nate, I'll let you tell this one from, from Hard Knocks. Uh, and, uh, Brown's children, what did they ask him in training camp? Oh, that was probably hilarious at the beginning. They said, where's, where's Big Ben? Where's Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> Where's Ben Roethlisberger? That was fantastic. Ah, and so I'm so glad HBO kids, aired huh? that. No, but the, the kids were just wondering where Roethlisberger was. Like, hey, how come we're not in Pittsburgh anymore? We're missing. <laughs> wow. That's cute. That's cute. Nice. How old are his kids? I don't remember. They Ernest, you preschool. Remember? Preschool. They're younger. Yeah. Yeah, they're preschool kids. It's cute. Hey, they saw dark jerseys. How will they know the difference? And and Ben is such a bigger than life character. Even you know Fred Flintstone in quarterback pads. Roethlisberger so. reminds me of a guy on The Bachelor. You know, all these guys that go on The Bachelor that you know like to think they're awesome and everything, and as many girls as they can date. As hey, possible. he's happily married now. Let's move on. Oh, move on. Oh, we can move stuff. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I went to I went to high school with one of the last bachelors. On the show, the Ari Lundike, he went to my Was Desert Mountain High guy? School class of, class of 2001. I didn't really hang out with him or talk to him much, but uh, he seemed fine, like a fine guy to me. You could have been his wingman, really mate. With no. <laughs> we we like him, Dad. We, we like having Nate in the family. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So did you guys ever have a wingman when you were in high school or college where you hung out with another guy just because he was good? Talking with ladies and good. I, I was. I no comment. I was the no wingman. comment. 
Come on, your wife's listening, Nate. You can talk. I, I am oh, the man. wingman. I was. I was um, usually the setup man. I would try to help set up a lot of guys in my okay. fraternity. They you were, set uh, them up. Yeah, like help blind set them dates. Up. Oh, like try to you know if I knew somebody that I think would be good for them, I'd find a way to for an excuse to get them at the same party or at the same event. And oh wow! Talk with one and you know try to help them out. I got. Um, couple of couple of my friends I've set up that actually they're married. So and they're still go. friends oh, of yours either. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's good. So Nate was either Miles Standish or Cyrano de Bergerac. Wow, I, that's the, super old references. The guy that was in my wedding party. Classic. The guy in my wedding party, the uh, we'll say larger one. Um, I entered. I helped him introduce him to his wife in college, and they're married now. You know that so you sued for liability for that. You do know that. <laughs> he seems happy for now. So when I got they all to... seem happy when they first get married. See, <laughs> no, they've been married longer than my wife and I have been. Nate sets them up to get me the business down the later down the road, right? Is that, is that how it works? We got a whole business scheme there, Nate. So, so I messed <laughs> up on this whole thing. I got to Western Michigan and my sweet mate, we were in this one dorm where you had you were in two in a room and two connected by a bathroom. And our sweet mate was the friendliest guy. He was about six foot two, dark hair, Italian. And the girls just flocked him like crazy. And I thought, man, I'll be good friends with him. So all the girls he casts off because he already has a girlfriend, they'll come my way. No, it never worked because they were always so bummed that they looked at him and then they looked <laughs> at me. It was like, no, we're not going with the chopped liver after we were going after the steak. So Sloppy seconds. It was right. never a good idea. So, the shot um, clock so, expired. So, they didn't want, want the rebound. They did yeah, not lucky, want the rebound. Lucky for me. Lucky for me. Yes. So yes. moving on to wide receivers. Yeah, wide then. receivers. <laughs> yes. Okay, wide receivers. Um <laughs> So we were talking about this topic a little earlier, and then Nate sends me a text picture of Air Bud as uh, a top receiver. Nice to, way to go, father of little children that you are. So I'm gonna. I was thinking wide retriever. Not oh, wide, wide retriever. retriever. All right, so I'm gonna start off giving you um, two. Each one of you will get a comparison, and then I'll move on to the next comparison, a choice. So I'm gonna start with Ernest. I'm gonna give Ernest two wide receivers, and he's got to pick one of them. So I got eight of these things, so we're going to just do a rotation, unless you guys have to talk about it, you know. Oh, Ernest never wants to talk. No, never. Shy. All right, Ernest, if you had to pick between Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr., who would you pick? (laughs) I don't get a third choice. No. No. I, to I, it's easy. Yeah, I gotta go back him, but he'll still break whoa, down. Whoa, whoa, he'll whoa. break he'll break down, but both of them will not be playing at the end of the year. I Are will you tell bending you it like Beckham here? What's the deal? I just the both will break down at the beginning of the year. I just think Beckham will last longer. And I, I think I think the offense is more geared uh, Baker Mayfield throwing to him than uh watching hard knocks. The, the Raiders are it's it's sad if you've ever rooted for the Raiders. It's a train wreck. It's as bad as watching the Browns last year. How much do you give Chucky there? You think he's gonna last his contract out in No LA land? I'm already seeing him any team that has Peterman and uh Mike Glenn and his backup quarterbacks, <laughs> the season will be over before the end of September. How big is Mike Glenn's Adam Apple? You ever notice that? The dude. No, I usually don't pay attention to dudes' Adam's apples. He's no, man. Drive. Look at his neck well, sometimes. Yeah, he, he's been there, there was a funny part this he's week. Frank Caliendo came over, and he was doing Gruden the imitation, which he does real well, and he was talking about Mike Glenn, and I love Mike Glenn, and I love a quarterback. 
quarterback with a three-foot neck like a giraffe. <laughs> okay. He played for the Cardinals last year. He did. He did all right Back there. Up. Nate, you ready for your matchup? Yeah, here we go. Deontay I, Hopkins. The record, I would, before the record, I would say Odell Beckham. I knew you had to thought. weigh in on that. I knew. Okay. <laughs> all right. DeAndre Hopkins with the Texans or Devontae Adams. See how they're real close to names together? Green Bay. Which one do you like? Hopkins. I like Hopkins. You I like, like Deshaun him? Watson from Hopkins. I like Hopkins better. Hopkins. Hopkins. He's on the green man now. He's got some Hopkins. He's got Hopkins. some hops. He's, He's got, got some, some hops. hops. All right. David. Your choice is Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs, or Juju Smith-Schuster of Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster filling in, you know, as as the main guy. He's been a great, you know, a great sidekick for Antonio Brown for a while now. Uh, I just would stay away from Tyreek Hill. I think I think he's been productive for Andy Reid, but I wouldn't trust him this year. That's what the police I get, say. Stay I, I know. I, that's what I wouldn't trust him to be on the field mm. for sixteen games because of his own behavior that's the that's the main reason although yeah i don't we'll know get in also, also earlier you, josh gordon and tyreek hill this year i think i think josh gordon is going to have a convoy of patriots <laughs> security he's going to be living with bill, bill belichick if he has to yeah. he'll be suspended by december he always is all right cynical as we are okay so they'll go around to Ernest again Ernest. Julian Edelman or Larry Fitzgerald? I didn't give this to Nate on purpose because Nate would definitely pick Larry There's Fitzgerald. There's only one right answer. Yeah. Only one right answer. Edelman. Every time oh, Brady gets in trouble, he gets the ball to Edelman. I mean, you take a guy who was a quarterback at uh, Texas Tech, and he reinvented himself as a wide receiver. He, I mean, w- when we compare other little receivers like uh, Hunter Renfro with the Raiders, or uh, the guy with Buffalo used to be with the Cowboys, uh, Beasley. We say they're a Julian Edelman type. I think Edelman right now at this point is as valuable to the Patriots as Brady. Mm, ooh, that's a big statement. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do a sideline because Ernest said the magic word, small receiver. So each one of you get a feedback on this. I'm going to go to our small category, not trying to be – Politically incorrect, but just classic small receivers. All right. Before you do that, hold on, Paul. Um, Ernest, who were, where did you say that Edelman played college I thought football? He played at, at uh, Mac <laughs> Conference. Like he played at Kent State. Kent State, Kent State, State quarterback. Kent State. I'm getting confused with uh, the guy at Buffalo. Okay. All right. Sorry. Was, I just wanted, I wanted to clear court. that up. Yeah. I'm getting and my, my little like white. Correct, Ernest. I got. I got to take it. My little white receiver, and, and Nate, maybe you should tell him about uh, Hunter Renfro's wonderful singing of Country Roads. Oh, that was terrible. Hard he Knocks. Awful. Just like he didn't even practice. He just walked up there with a cell phone and read off the phone. He was pretty bad. But That was brought to you by the Hard Knocks marketing department. So oh, we'll yes. do that commercial once I again. Every year. I Man, find you're addicted to that stuff. It's, I know it's staged, and I know people act different in front of the cameras. And, and uh, of course, Chucky is really playing to the cameras. All right. So yeah. I have another surprise segment then. Hard Knocks Trivia. You guys ready? Oh. See, you brought it up, man. I want to call you on it. Okay. Let's, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's all right. Go. Anybody can answer first. Whoever answers first. Who is the narrator of Hard Knocks? Larry Fitzgerald. Nope. No, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. He played Wolverine's brother in Wolverine. Well, I'll give it to you. L- 
Live Schreiber, but for one leave, year, leave Schreiber, leave, leave Schreiber. Schreiber, yeah, leave live. Who cares? Um, for uh, one year, there was a uh, anchorman actor who did it for one year in two thousand seven as the announcer for Hard Knocks. Anchorman, actor? anybody? He was in Anchorman. Was one of the. Wait, actors. Is it the sports guy? Is no, it, is it the, is, no, whammy. Not no, it, it was one of the actors who was in Will Ferrell. No, check black. There's an ant that just went Steve Carell. See that ant See, over there? Wasn't Whammy? Oh, oh, oh! It was. Uh, it wasn't Carell. Who was Ant Man? All right. Paul All right, Rudd did the oh, announcing for Hard Knocks in 2007. All right, here's another trivia. There's only been two teams that have been in Hard Knocks twice. The first one is the Cowboys. Can you guys name the other team that's been on Hard Knocks twice? The Rams? Bengals, wasn't it? Bengals, 2009-2013. See, I told you. I've watched from the beginning. Yes, so. All right. The, All best, right. the best year was the Jets. That's That's been Ryan brought to you by the Hard Knocks marketing department, which we should get some royalties off of. Before we get away with wide receivers, you know, you did – Forget the two best wide receivers in the NFL. I'm not done yet, man. He wasn't done. Oh, okay, okay, not done. Sorry, all right. I'm just going oh, with got, the flow, got, you know, seeing where okay, we go. All right. all right, so each one you can weigh in. Who was a better receiver at his height? Both these guys were five foot nine. Wes Walker or Steve Smith? Oh, hey, you're really asking me that? Uh, I'm Steve asking Smith. all of you guys. I suck, baby. Steve yeah. Smith, I suck, baby. Steve Smith all the way. Wes Welker had Tom Brady. That's and Peyton Manning, for that matter. Uh, Steve Smith could still play in the NFL today. I don't care. I don't care how old it is. If you see, there's a great clip walk, uh, going around the internet right now um, from tr- uh, from last year where it's practice game of the week. He's he's at practice uh, as a retired player and he's on his tablet and he's talking to Cam Newton and uh, rookie DJ Moore is right behind them. He's like Cam, 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 come here, come here, come here. Who do I start this week? Do I start DJ Moore uh, or do I start um, Devin uh, John Brown? Oh. And Cam's like, oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't play fantasy. Uh, and he's like, no, no, no. Are you going to pass the ball, to DJ Moore, or not? And DJ Moore is standing there, like mortified, like, like, oh my god, like, what is happening right now? And C. Smith turned around and said, "You can catch some balls, man." And Cam's like, "All right, man. This is insider trading, but uh, don't, don't wrap me out. But I'd start, I'd start DJ Moore." And Steve Smith just looks at DJ Moore, and he's like a mortified, <laughs> you know, puppy. Can I, can I pull a Nate here? No. I met, I met no. Steve Smith. No. Yes, yes. I met Steve Smith in an arena football game. It was the uh, Carolina Cobras, and he was very nice, much smaller than you think. But his arms, his biceps were like my thighs. I mean, tremendous okay. upper body. And like, Where did he go to college, Nate? Nate Utah, Utah, Utah. I said, I said, Nate. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, was it Utah? Yeah. It was Utah. All right, moving on, moving on. All right, who is the better of the running back short guys? Um, Maurice Jones Drew at five foot seven or Darren Sproles at five foot six? Sproles rolls. Sproles rolls. Yeah, Sproles, Sproles because of his ability to catch the ball. He's still uh, active, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, if if Sproles was in college today i feel like he'd be a superstar in five years like, like the nfl kind of evolved perfectly to suit him to have like a 15-year career he took down single-handedly at kansas state didn't he like take down what the 2003 oklahoma sooners 2004 oklahoma sooners and the I big know. 12 conference 12 uh conference championship game i mean it was like 
16 years ago he was in college. Unbelievable for a running back. Just unbelievable. All right, now we go back to the wide receivers. Nate, you're up for your choice. Ready? Okay. Ashon Jeffrey with the Eagles or Tyler Lockett of Seattle? Uh, I hate to pick a Seattle guy, so I'll take um, the first one you said. Ashon Jeffrey. He plays for Chicago right now currently, right? And he yeah, played- we're in South Carolina. Yeah, I don't care what's going on. Oh, he, he, Lane, Lane Kiffin's favorite recruit. Good <laughs> Ernest, Ernest is just trying to make up for the fact that he didn't know that uh, Edelman went to Kent State. So he's this just got to he's got to throw everybody out. I, I, can't. <laughs> I got <laughs> Cole Beasley mixed up. You got little white guys catching the ball. They all look alike. I'd say. <laughs> Spoken as I forgot, a I forgot Switzer with uh, Switzer with the Pittsburgh. I mean, these little white receivers are everywhere. We Panthers actually have one now. We got Hogan from uh, the they're, Patriots. They're sort of like mascots. Is that what you're saying? For each team needs a little mascot. I, I, I think I don't know. I think everybody has to have, have one. It's just, <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> all right, David. Go ahead. Go ahead. You still haven't named the two best. I know. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting around to them. All right. So, David, all right, okay. your choices are Armani Cooper with Dallas or Adam. Thielen, Thielen, you guess it. Adam Thielen. Yeah, at Vikings. The, Thielen. Thielen. Yeah, Thielen, that's it. Thielen, uh, the D- Division Two or Division Three wide receiver from Chardon State, I think, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Correctly. Yeah. Or, or, or from a Minnesota D2 school. He's got, like, the best hands in football. He's just a great receiver. He earned his way onto the team, but then he earned his way to being the best receiver on the team for the Vikings. Three years in a row, he's been a fantasy stud for me. Um, I love him. I'd choose him over Armani. Armani has the name. He has the talent. He has the pure talent. But uh, I, I don't think he's quite what what people wanted him to be, which was like the top receiver in the game. Okay. All right, Ernest, here's my last two. Julio Jones, you look marvelous, plays Atlanta Falcons, or Michael Thomas, the Saints. There you go. You got the two best. And – at this point, and they're very There's one bad. correct answer. Well, Julio changes the game. I He's see so both. horrible he on fantasy, though. He never I, scores. I, I see this, yeah, but he changes defensives. And I get to see both these guys twice a year. So I'm very familiar with them. And Julio just – and Michael Thomas is fantastic. And he, he can do it all. He can catch the immediate, the short pass. He can even run the ball. Uh, again, he will be the top within a year or two, but right now Julio Jones, it, it basically, you've got two safeties and a corner trying to cover him. I mean, he, he basically is the Falcons offense when he's not playing. That's not the same team, but both of these wide receivers make their quarterbacks better. I, I would even say that both of them are more important to the offense than the quarterback. I know Nate's not going to like that, but. That's my <laughs> point. Okay, what, what about DeAndre Hopkins? I think DeAndre Hopkins is in that realm with those two guys as potentially the best wide receiver in football. That, that's mm-hmm. he, he's got to show a little bit more. He's got to be he's got to keep from being injured. He still drops the ball way too much for me. Larry Fitzgerald just, is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Well, he's on. He's, he's had some bad He's, he's had bad oh, Maybe yeah. all time. Can we say all time? I, I don't. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that now. But all time. 
on that. Whoa. Well, 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 I, mean, I know Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. I know. Yeah, I'm saying, saying. Like, he's on the list. He's on the Jerry short list. Jerry Rice, Carter. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. I'm saying he's on the short yeah. list. But not, I'd not say he's to, top 10. I have no problem with saying Larry yeah. Fitzgerald's one of the top 10 wide receivers of all time. Not top Larry five. Fitzgerald's, top Larry 10. Fitzgerald's a one-man cold. He's the only one catching it. He's the only one coming down with it. I mean, it, it is amazing considering the, the quarterbacks that he's had. I mean, well, he had one Hall of Famer in Warner. But, uh, again, and, and, and I saw him play at Pittsburgh, and he was not even the number one receiver at Pittsburgh. He is – developed and changed and as his speed has gone away he has become more of a possession receiver but he has the best hands in the nfl i have no yeah i have no doubt with that he just has a bad quarterback but if it's anywhere in his area he's got it and i don't don't think he's going to get helped out this year either no no he's not i'm I, i really honest like i've said before that if he went to like the patriots everybody in arizona would be rooting for him and there would be a not one person that would be upset about that if he went there. Everybody wants him to get a ring. It's unfortunate he's he's not going to be able to do it in Arizona, but everybody in Arizona loves the guy. Uh, I could you see him ending his career in Pittsburgh? Just, I could see him ending his career having one last year in Pittsburgh. Steelers. No, I think if he was going to go to another NFL team right Patriots. now, I think he'd probably go to uh, Minnesota. Where yeah. He grew up. Oh, he was the ball, he was the ball boys for right. his dad. Was, that's uh, right. At the uh, risk of getting in trouble with Paul, speed round and top five receivers of all time. Paul, you go first. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Jerry Rice. So, well, Jerry we, Rice. We, 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 is that my voice or my dad's voice? Sorry, Nate. Okay. I think say that was it again, Rice. Go ahead. Ernest, what are you going to say? Uh, Fred Bolitnikoff, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, John Stallworth, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Um, Calvin Johnson gets no love at all. Didn't last long enough. He's like Barry. He's a, part, he a part-timer. Yeah, he doesn't get Yeah, him. like Barry Sanders. If Another year, I'd say he Incomplete. Yeah. He is a great incomplete. That's what uh, Randy Moss has to be the purest talent. Right, athletically, at wide receiver of all time, right? Would you say that? I mean, Jay Rice. Yeah, yes, I mean, most talent, most yeah. talent, no doubt. That I think, and it's so crazy. Jerry Rice took what like Allen Iverson was doing in the NBA, and somehow did that in the NFL for a period of time, in in a way that like people expected Michael Vick to really do, but but at the, the wide receiver position, just the the amount of YouTube highlight clips you can find of Randy Moss just doing insanely insane things is, is so much fun. That, that's one of the YouTube, you know, rabbit holes that, that is so much fun to go down. It, just the Randy Mossness um, in every possible way. Ernest, where, where did, uh, where did Jerry Rice go to college? Mississippi Valley state. I got one for you, Nate. What two schools did Randy Moss go to before he wound up at Marshall? Oh, for him to Marshall. Oh, I don't know. I know. Oh, 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 oh. You should know. Oh yeah, yeah. N- Notre Dame. Go ahead. Florida State. Yes, correct. And I somehow did he play in either Dame? one of them? Uh, no. no, he got busted for weed. I was gonna say I don't think he ever played a snap in Notre no. Dame. Oh, he accepted a scholarship. He, he didn't play, play, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got kicked on letter of intent. The first week of him, he uh, loved the ganja. I didn't know about Florida State, but I, I actually had heard something about Notre Dame. But I guess since he never played a snap, I wasn't paying attention. Coach Bowden has always said that he was the most singular talented player that ever came through Florida State. 
That's a blunt statement about Randy Moss. <laughs> nice. Dynamite drop it. He came back. He came back for that. <laughs> oh, that took a second. After, to after I hijacked this podcast, he came back. I'm listening. I'm listening. Actually, I did the stupid mistake of putting on mute, drinking my iced coffee, and went, wait a second. I'm on mute. So I came back. You, what's your top five wide receivers all time? Uh, I uh, Jerry Rice has to be there, right? I mean, right up yeah. top. Uh, I think Fred Belitnikoff is just too old. I think he was more of a product of his generation. I, I don't think he would stand up to the the physicality. How about that word tonight? For what they have I, to go I think through now. He was the Edelman type. And now he had to stick him. Yeah. He had to stick him. Well, but t- I think his was Julian moved, Edelman ain't making the top five list there, Ernest. You know, I, I could have said Ray Perkins are really gone wow. old school, but that's Colts, Baltimore Colts, Johnny Unitas. For you, those of you who were born in this century. Yeah. No, no. Uh, what, an equally entertaining conversation, I think, would be top five all-time wide receiver busts. Because uh, um, I can think of two from the state of Michigan right away. Uh, oh, Michigan. Bra- yeah, name, name, you can probably name a ton from Michigan. You know, yeah, Braylon, Braylon Edwards. Um, and then the guy from Michigan State and Lions. Um, Rodgers. Oh, yeah, oh. but he's now he's a paraplegic now. Oh, that's not good. He, he got in a car wreck. That's awful. I think of Brent Perryman of uh, oh. Ravens recently is one that really. Uh, Ray Carruth. Oh, wow. That's oh, really, uh, I, 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 the I, old I, prison I, team I, here. Talking about busts. I said busts, not. not. <laughs> Oh, you were talking about those type. Oh, okay. So you, I got a question for you three guys. You all played high school football. Which position is the coolest position that you'd want to hang out with those guys? Uh, O line. I was about to say the offensive line and defensive line. Those guys. I mean, you're not you're not making it. You're not making it at 10 p.m. with the offensive line. I'll tell you that much because those boys have to. Put on the weight, keep on the weight. At least at Bowling Green, they were you know told to eat all day. So that meant in the summer, if you wanted to drink, you find an offensive lineman's house. <laughs> That's were, I mean, there's going to be beers on beers on beers. It's it's integration. You have to be one unit, and it's not for individualism, and it's not for publicity. These guys don't do it to get their name in the paper, and their accomplishments are usually achieved by the quarterback, the running back, and wide receiver. It's, it's a pride. It goes back to an American work ethic. The, the old term used to be Protestant work ethic. The idea that you would work and sacrifice not for your own edification or your own reward, but for the betterment of those around you. They, they are always the group that ha- that has like a team, like a slogan for the group of guys that are together. They are like a little band of brothers there. On the offense line. Hey, Dad, is this fantasy football draft going to start without us if we're not on it by nine? It's is, nine is fifteen, it gonna... son. Nine fifteen. Nine. So okay. I was going to okay. say. Pardon the confusion. Is about... having their own uh, fantasy football league, and Nate of all people won last year. I won't say who nice, he beat in the final. In yeah. So I already have this year's nineteen seventy two football trophy all set to go. I found an old football trophy with a real metal football player on top, and the old. Chrome. Does he have a face mask on? No, 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 no. You got to go old, old school. Yeah, leather stuff. Le- well, semi leatherhead. But um, so we're going to do that draft in about 20 minutes our time. But the podcaster is having a fun time. So we're going to end with one last topic, and that is sports posters. Um, 
you guys all love sports growing up, and if you were like me, sometimes you would put things up on the um, walls. Can you guys talk about any great sports posters? Because eBay popped up on my ESPN page trying to sell um, a Don Maddenly baseball post back when he played for the Yankees, and his nickname was Hitman, and it shows Hitman in big letters. So what posters did you have on your wall growing up? I had two. Air Jordan and uh, Larry Bird. The Air Jordan one was the iconic. It was almost a, a silhouette, and he's dunking the moon. Nice. But they had they had some. You're right. They had some great ones. You think about the Gaston of the Land of Boz with Brian Bosworth, uh, the Kelly's Heroes with Jim Kelly, the Mailman nice. with Carl Malone, uh, LT like the Terminator. Uh, again, Mad Mac with uh, Jim McMahon. I mean, there were just some great ones. And the, the Jordan one had space. That was the title at the very beginning. Mm. He had Miami Vice with, uh, I think it was Walter Payton and uh, Jim McMahon. I mean, they've come up with a book which came out about six months ago. It's a, a large coffee table book, which has, it was called Costa Coast Brothers who did all these theme posters in the eighties. And it's, it's amazing. The funniest one is they have, uh, uh, Dan Marino with those Zuba pants. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. Yes. Zuba pants in the eighties. Ugly. Yes. Yes. It's, it was, it looked like Picasso threw up on your pants is basically the description for those of you who are millennials. Like what John Daly still wears today. Yes. Yes. See, the one I liked, I had my kid when I was a kid in my room was there's one Sean Kemp. You remember him from the Sonics? Yes, it was the yeah. Rain Man. And had like the Space Needle in the background and he's dunking backwards. Um, that was cool. And then they ended up making like a, a card, like a sports card, basketball card. So it was kind of cool because I had the basketball card in a little case and I had the poster. So it was really cool. Those were, uh, I mean, I wasn't a big Sonics fan, but I loved Kemp. He was awesome. Um, I had some Suns posters, but the one that I kind of remember iconically was was the uh, Sean Camp one. Mm, David, I, I, Dad, did I have any posters growing up? Are you up? kidding me? Cal Rifkin. Okay, Jr. I remember. Okay, the Cal Rifkin Jr. one is the one I remember. I I don't remember any other sports. You posters. had Charlotte Hornets. You had Diamondbacks. In fact, you had a Diamondbacks. Grandma, did he have Grandma? No, he didn't have Grandma. I think Justin did. Now, yeah. I, Okay, so I, I don't think I ever hung up posters once we moved to Michigan when I was about twelve. So I think it was all like pre-teenage, like teenage, and that's why I don't really remember it as well. I do remember the Cal Ripken uh, Jr. one, obviously favorite baseball player. But the most iconic sports poster I can possibly think of is definitely the Michael Jordan one, where he's holding his hands all the way out, um, all the way out holding palming the two basketballs. I do think I also had. Uh, a Charlotte Hornets uh, height chart poster that went on my door. Yes, he did. And Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues <laughs> was the yes. person that kind of that showed I'm you. I'm looking height. at that right now. It's in my little game room here. <laughs> I have that poster still up. I got, if I remember correctly, you and my son Justin, we went to the same game, and I got those posters for y'all. Yes, uh, I mean that was I'm, a handout. I believe it was a handout. Yeah, so, so that is definitely a poster. You give give the kids something to look forward to passing the height of an NBA basketball player there. 
So that's definitely one that sticks out in the mind. Right. We got to wrap this up soon, but I will tell you what's on eBay right now for sports posters. Right now, the, the Michael Jordan dunk from the foul line uh, is still being printed, and it's $13. Um, and the other sports posters on eBay, I can't show you pictures of, but I'm enjoying right now. They're Sports Illustrated. Well, enough of that. We'll move on to those. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go around the horn here, give our final comments, and we'll start with David Arnold. I'm ready for football season, man. Week zero. At college football, my, my preferred edition of football, starting off hot this weekend. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's it's here. It's here. That's all, all right. I got to say. It's great. Happy. It's like Christmas Sorry. in August. It Nate. is Christmas in August. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I love college football. I'm starting so many things starting up. I got both my kids starting soccer. Uh, my youngest is going to start playing soccer so that's going to engulf my saturday mornings but hopefully i'll get to watch a lot of college football uh after the fact after my daily chores on saturday and after soccer i'll get to watch some college football but uh the cow or you know take out the trash what no we do have turkey we have turkeys in our yard so that's that's going to take care of thanksgiving (laughs) for us don't call your neighbors turkeys man what's the deal no, they walk through our yard. There's like six or seven wild turkeys, little families. So we'll see if they're around in November. But uh, could be a could be <laughs> could be easy pickings right there. Easy pickings. All right, Ernest. Last words. Well, it's the end of August, and every parent has been looking forward to this all through the <laughs> summer. So here it is: the XFL team names. Yes, get ready for your Dallas Renegades, your Houston Roughnecks. They should have just gone with Oilers. Your Los Angeles Wildcats, your New York Guardians, your St. Louis Battlehawk, whatever a Battlehawk is, your Seattle Dragons, your Tampa Bay Vipers, and the Washington Offenders. No defenders. Should be offenders. They work a lot better. So XFL, we've only got nine months, no, February, before we get ready for even more mediocre football that will not last the season before they're canceled in mid-April. You don't think so? You don't think they're going to last the season? No, no. I I could list the leagues. This is the twelfth league coming by. Nope, not gonna last. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest was so was so excited about the the one in January. AFL. AFL. My heart's still broken over that. Even though the Apollos are the defending champs, I I just wish. Unfortunately, Spurrier is not a coach of any of these teams. I wish that the old ball coach would get a chance to coach again. Yeah. If Mac Brown can get a job, Spurrier can get a job. I, I think it's Mac Brown. If he wants a job. Where's Mac Brown coaching? The University oh. of North Carolina. Is he the head coach there? <laughs> yes. All right. Wow, I must I missed it, that. He's come back after he's the prodigal son. He left in ninety-two. So he's come back after all these years back to where he came from, where he actually started at Tulane. And Mac he's, Daddy. Mac he's Daddy. back right. at age sixty-seven, a chance to a second career. And we'll go three and eight once again. If anybody needs a wingman, it's Mac Brown. So, anyways, that's our podcast for tonight. Thank you for listening to Pardon the Confusion. Uh, if you have any comments, send us an email at contact at greatamericanman.org. You can also listen to Trumbo Dads. Nate hosts that with his buddies. And you can also listen to David on MGO Fish, a new podcast that's rocking it and has lots of interactive things going on there. If you want to listen to Ernest, you got to drive down to Rockingham, North Carolina, 
go up to his back gate, rattle it, and then go back and see him in his pool. So, well, maybe you don't want to do that. Anyway. Hang, so, out, hang out of the pool. What hang out of the time. pool with Ernest. All right. Um, for all these guys, this is Paul Arnold. Have a great night.